All right. We're back. I'm by myself, so that's why it took an extra couple seconds. How's everybody doing? A good vach. Today's shir, well, before the shir, today is 38 days in the Oimer. Same as last night. Today's shir is being sponsored by Rabbi Waxman, Lili Nishmas' father, Yosef Baruch Ben Pesach, Zechroin Levrocha. I have a short email that I'm going to read in a minute. I usually don't do that, but for Chashva people like Rabbi Waxman. Today's shir is also being sponsored by Mati Middeldorf. This is a first. This is like an advertisement. I haven't seen this product yet, but Yosef Biliak saw it. He said it's amazing, especially in today's day and age. Mati Middeldorf, I'll tell you who he is, if you don't know who he is. He joined our shir in the middle of Brachas, and he gave a, a tremendous speech by the Brachasium. And he told everybody how he never learned, and he, he hasn't learned for over 20 years, and he's been very inspired, and actually since then he's, he's been here every single day with his son. Most of the time, I don't know where his son is lately. But anyway, uh, and he inspired that, I don't know if you remember that irreligious soldier, the title, title Baum, title, whatever it was, title something, a uh, soldier to, to do the daf, and they, they met once, and uh, the whole mice. That's Mati. So Mati, he has this very successful product. Believe it or not, he, you point, you take a selfie of somebody, and you get all his vitals, his blood pressure, his heart rate, everything just from a selfie. Here it is on the phone. You can check it out. It's, uh, so today he's releasing it, or in, somewhere around now, for that slacha, the release of his new app, eVitals, at AI. Get your health, health vitals in a selfie. Check it out after the shear, of course. We'll put it up here, right over here. This came straight off of the printer a minute ago. So, Yishkoyach Remati. Again, not something we like to do to make advertisements, but for Mati, we'll do anything. I have an amazing email. Last week, I got a bunch of great emails. And talking about Mati and that uh, soldier. So, Mati started learning. Uh, he has a son that's 20 something years old. He said he hasn't learned in over 20 years. So yes, uh, when was it? On Daf Ayin, I read an email, and it says, I'm almost 70, and I haven't learned since high school. Remember, Mati? Remember the email? It just occurred to me, I, couldn't, I don't know why I didn't think about it then. I read the email when we were learning Daf Ayin, 70. And what's more amazing is that 70, Daf Ayin, is not really 70, it's almost 70. It's 69. So... The guy was saying, I'm almost 70. That was the email that I read on DAF 70. Just to remember, very interesting. But here's another email. I hope I hold it together because I don't have any tissues here. When I read it the first time, I was falling apart. You guys are probably strong. You don't care about this stuff, but this stuff touches me. Dear Rebelli, I'd like to thank you for all that you do, for all the effort you put into the share making sure it comes out so clear. I wanted to comment on drinking with no bracha issue. I actually like that you don't make the bracha in front of everyone. To me, it's like a stoltz to make a bracha in the middle of the shir. You know, like when the Rosh Hashiva is giving a big shmooz and then he stops and makes a boruchatwa and everyone answers, Amen. It's a way to get everyone to pay attention or something. Okay, I'm all for that. I don't know what the problem is. That's not why I don't drink water. I don't make a bracha for a different reason. Also, I'm having trouble putting together your life story. It sounds like a fascinating story. I'm surprised Nachman Seltzer didn't write a book on you yet. Nachman always tells me that th- there's nothing really that he could write about me because every one of my stories has to be um, edited. There's always some sort of crazy angle that you can't really like, beat up this guy, kill that guy, the jail. Whatever. There's no real... Okay, from what I put together, it sounds equal if not more interesting than Rabbi Wallace's story. Born in Bnei Brak, off to Kensington, then to Farakway. I wasn't born in Bnei Brak. I was born in Lakewood. Lived in Long Beach, Farakaway. I did a lot. Yeah, my father liked to move around a lot. But I did live in Bnei Brak, off to Kensington, then off to Farakaway, and I think Chicago is there also. Learning in Carolyn Stolen and then Darche, Tepanovich, and Tifrach. He forgot about, uh, where was that? Hazini Faneint. Uh, Minkach. I learned in Minkach, of course. I learned in Tajbar. You know what Tashbar is? The most Haredi school in the world. I used to get hit, walking to Mincha, a Rebbe would just walk over to us, smack us in the head for no reason. It's not because uh, he didn't think we were walking quick enough. Not my Rebbe, another Rebbe. 
Okay, that's Tajbar. I learned there also for three months. Um, fine, that's that. They'll be in the next Nachman Seltzer book. An instant bestseller, he writes. On a more serious note, I like to comment on the feeling of the Chevra. I really feel part of everyone. Like if you saw me, you know who I am. Also, a shout out to Avi Kamiansky for the entertainment. I mainly enjoy the Shir because of you, Rebelli, but Avi has a part of it too. This is Avi, I told you. So you made it to one of my favorite emails, Avi. But one of the only people that enjoys Avi Kamiansky's entertainment during the Shir. Actually, yet last night when Avi put on those, the, the charts, I really thought it was a great idea. But I got a few emails and WhatsApps that it's really uh, annoying because you can't see the Magid Shir, you only see the thing. I didn't realize because on my screen I was able to see a few people on the side, plus whatever. So I don't know if it's such a great idea yet to put those charts on Zoom. Now, but now to the main part of my letter, I was always the top guy in yeshiva. I learned 12 hours a day, spent hours on my notes. Ooh, I have to get it together now. Closest to my Rosh Hashiva, etc. The problem is I had an addiction. I didn't know it, but I did. Eventually caught up with me. A couple years into my marriage, I joined a 12-step program, and Baruch Hashem, I'm on my way to recovery. But as a result of all this, everything, but as a result of all this, everything stopped. No learning, no davening, but then Dafyomi started. It hurt my wife tremendously that I wasn't learning at all, learning at all, though she understood. Her birthday was the day before started Brachas, and my grandfather, who was nifted this year, was very into the daf yoimi, and the biggest chus for him would be to learn the daf. So on my wife's birthday, I, I wrote her a letter, and at the end I wrote that I'll start the daf. And she burst into tears. The best tears I've ever made her shed. Yushir has helped me to be able to keep up this birthday present, and there are no words to describe our feelings about the shir, which helps me be able to do the daf. Top guy in shiva, stop learning. And that's what I was trying to tell the guys when you know, they were asking me about the beard. I represent the yeshiva guy. There's a lot of yeshiva guys, because I learned in yeshiva. They go out to work, and then they forget about learning. They forget about lambdas. They forget about everything. So the point is, no matter what, wherever you came from, whoever you are, there's always a place in the day to learn Tyro. And one of, it, one of the ways is Dafyaymi. I know this is a long letter, but I hope you read it as at least part of it. No one knows who has an addiction. I hope people would get chizik from this letter. And you never know, there might be some people listening who are addicted to something and need the chizik of hearing this to help them. I'm not going to write out which program I'm in, but just in case someone hears, can use the help, and the initials are, I'm not going to read the initials. Thank you, Rebelli, so much. Signed. Write this down if you want. Good Jew in recovery at gmail.com. Good Jew in recovery at gmail.com. You can say out the email address in case someone who needs help can reach out to me. So, anyways, very emotional. The guy stopped learning Torah and now he's back on the daf. And he's all the way through Shabbos. He started Brachas Shabbos. We're 70 daf into Shabbos. So, Chazak Bemats, we're all with you. Unbelievable. All right, and finally, we've got to do this quickly. Uh, this is from Pesach Waxman. He's a Chashviyid who comes and is in our Zoom share every day, and he already threatened me that he's going to stop coming to Zoom soon when everything goes back to normal. I'm not Mikabalit, but listen, who knows? You never know. Maybe he'll be here. Orphan at age 13. The, the Lili Nishmas Ovi Moiri Yosef Baruch Ben Pesach. Orphan at age 13, fought in World War II for three and a half years. Put on tefillin every day and refused to eat treif. Moved to Farakway. Listen, listen to the coincidence here. Moved to the Farakway in 1954 and was the founder of, you listening, Avi Mandelbaum? Young Israel of Wavecrest and Bayswater. Because last night was Lili Nishmas, Avi, Avi, Avi Mandelbaum's grandfather, who put a mortgage, who helped buy the Young Israel of Wavecrest and Bayswater, and he's the founder of the Young Israel of Wavecrest and Bayswater. I guess it was a happening place over there. Beautiful houses. Today, I don't know. Joe Waxman was a living Kiddush Hashem and Bigzim Rulimabah, was in Samech people at hundreds of weddings, together with his brother. We learned in Pasha Semar, Babim Kashim Shemayim, to paraphrase the Rabbi Milchaz Yisoyedat Torah. Listen to this, because we're learning heavy sugas. So it's good to have a little bit of Musr here. That's why I'm reading it. If a Chacham is careful with his actions, speaks pleasantly with people, and greets them with a cheerful face, if he bears insults and does not respond in kind, if he accords people honor, even 
the lightheaded among them, if he deals honestly in business, goes beyond the letter of the law to the point that everyone praises him, loves him, and strives to emulate his ways. This is Kiddush Hashem. My father Zoyche to all his children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, all Hashem Ritoyu Mitzvahs. Unbelievable. Every single one. Many of them are in our Batsas Atayra, Baruch. I know, well, I don't know, his children, I know children-in-law. Reb Eli, thank you for saying Kaddish Tere on yard side. Pesach Waxman, Yishkoyach for Pesach for being a big part of the Shir. It's a big honor, and let's, let's learn some Torah. We're holding on Daf, Ayin Aleph, on Beis. We, we finished one of the hardest Dapim in Mesef the Shabbos, maybe in all of Shas, at least for Magad Shir to repeat. Reb Pesach Waxman told me I'm not allowed to say that a Daf is hard before we start, so that's why I didn't tell anybody. I only told him at the end. I, I was looking for you last night. I didn't really see you. I don't know if you were on. But yeah, listen, it wasn't that hard. It was just the, another, another concept, another concept, and, and to explain it, and to go through it, and one zayis, another zayis, have a zayis. Today, Baruch Hashem, is much easier, and a very short Ahmed Aleph, and Ahmed Bezis Mamish will fly through it. Omar Okay. All new concepts, people that haven't learned, Kachim uh, with us. Oshem Taloi is the type of a card when you bring Instead of a chatos, it's a type of a, it's ashram, similar, very similar to a chatos. Ashram tali means you bring it when you don't know if you did the avera. Ashram vadi means you bring it when you know for sure you did the avera. So, we have a machloikis, if a person has two pieces of chalev in front of him, two pieces of meat, sorry. One is chalev, one is a steak. One is kosher, one is not kosher. And he eats one, he doesn't know which one. So, he has to, he has to bring a ashram tali. Now, according to Reb Tarfain, he could stipulate and make it nice. And he could say, look, if I find out tomorrow that what I ate was in fact chalev, then this Asham Tali that I brought should work for me. And he brings his karen, his chay, whatever, he brings his stuff. Now, we're talking about two pieces of meat that were hegdish. So he has to bring on the... On the, on the um, on the meal part, he would have to bring a karen of chaymish, an extra fifth. But let's not bog down on the details. The point is, according to Reb Tarifoyin, if I find out tomorrow that I did an Avera, it was definitely a piece of chaylev that I ate, then he has to bring, sorry, it's not a chaylev, uh, forget, scratch that. The idea is the same. One was kaydish, one was chulin. Start from scratch. Two pieces of, uh, of meat in front of him. One was kaydish, one was chulin. He doesn't know which one he ate. Did he ate, eat the one from the Vesamikdash he stole from Hashem and he has to bring a Karen Chaimen? Did he eat a regular piece of meat? He doesn't know. So he brings the Hashem Talu. A day later, somebody told him, by the way, what you ate was 100% from the Vesamikdash. And he made, he made, a, he made a, uh, a stipulation that if he finds out that it's in fact an Avery, what he did, then the Hashem Talu that he brought today should work. So according to Rabbi it works. Now, just as a side note, the carbon that he brings later is the same exact carbon as he's bringing today. It's the same type of animal. Whereas a chatas, for instance, is a female. It's a completely different animal. Asham, the asham tali and the asham that he brings afterwards, all the same. Okay. Now, what do you see from this? You see from this a very interesting thing. That when he brought his carbon, he didn't have a idea. So remember yesterday we were talking about this. We're just going to talk about this for another 10-15 minutes and that's it. For the rest of Shabbat. Not really, but he had a helm. He ate this carbon in an in a unawareness, unawareness. And then he had a idea, he had a, a knowledge that he was over and over. But when did this knowledge happen? This knowledge happened two days after he brought the carbon. He brought a carbon tali, Asham tali, meaning he didn't know if he did that or didn't do that vera. And it works for him. According to the Tarifin, it works. But he didn't have knowledge. He didn't have knowledge when he brought it. Why does it work? So you see that there's a man Omar, his name is Rabbi Tarifan, who says you don't need knowledge when it comes to Asham. Okay, that's Asham Vaday also. Because later on, I flipped his Asham Tali into Asham Vaday, and I said that the carbon that he brought on Sunday, even though I had no idea whether or not he did the Avera, on Monday I found out he did the Avera, the carbon I brought on Sunday works without knowledge. So Omar Ula, the man Omar Asham Vaday, loy bayi so listen what's going on here. If a person eats a piece of chalev, 
And then he has knowledge in between, and he eats another piece of chayla. We said yesterday, he has to bring two korbanas. The knowledge separates. That's if knowledge accomplishes something. We just said there's no, it's not necessary to have knowledge. Even without knowledge, I could bring a carbon taloi, ashim taloi, and it works. So if the knowledge doesn't accomplish anything, then the knowledge doesn't separate. So if so, says Ula, top of Ayn Bez Omid Aleph, Baal Chomish Bi'ilois. Bishifcha Harufa. Shifcha Harufa is one of the Ashim Vadais. Rashi brings down, there's three Ashim Vadais. For eating or being moyal from Beis Hamikdash, taking something from Hegdash, stealing and saying you didn't steal, and Asham Harufa. What's Asham Harufa? And that's what we're talking about. If a person has a Shifcha Knainas, a slave, a Gaish slave, he could marry her off, be her to his Evid Ivri, as a Jewish slave. He can make a Shidduch, great Shidduch. He takes that slave from whatever country she is, Meshadduch, this, this Jewish guy. They're only Mekudosh at this point. Comes along, let's say the master, he got confused, he didn't know what he was doing, he was drunk, whatever, he didn't have that it's his Shifcha, thought it's his wife, boiler. And then he had an awareness, somebody told him what he did. And then he was boiler again, and then he had an awareness, and then again, and then he had awareness. The guy's a nut. Every Matzah Shabbos he gets drunk, and every time it's the same story. Five times in a row. Since an awareness, knowledge, doesn't affect an, an Asham, it doesn't matter if you have a, an awareness or not. And by the way, Asham is very interesting. If I'm boil a Shifcha, Harufa, an engaged shifcha, on purpose, what do I do? I bring Asham. And if I do it on, by accident, Asham. It's the same, it's the same kapara. Mazin and Shaygig are the same. So this klutz, he keeps on having a forgetfulness. He keeps on forgetting what he's doing. By one time, he has an awareness. But if, if, there was a one, if there was no awareness, then of course he's only chayv one. I'm talking about even if he was aware of what he did, I bring one carbon at the end of everything. Why? Because the awareness doesn't have an effect over here. According to Reb Tarvin, it doesn't have an effect. If it did have an effect, then it would be like yesterday. Or like the case of Chatos. I eat one piece of chaylev, and I had an awareness, I understood that what I just did was a mistake in its saucer, and then I eat another piece of chaylev, I have to bring a second Chatos. One carbon. This is like one of the funniest lines in all of Shas. And we have to remember this Rav Amnuna. Because we're going to use this Rav Amnuna later on as a halacha. So they take out the second time. It's not necessary to say he did it twice. He did it once. Twice. I don't care how many times he did it. He was boil the Harufa. And he brings a carbon. He designates a carbon. He didn't shecht it yet. Vomar, and he tells the kayin, "Wait a second. Do me a favor. Don't shecht this carbon. Let me go home and let me forget and let me boil my shivcha harufa a second time." Because we're talking about forgetting. So he tells him, "Hamtinuli uh, Could you wait for me? In other words, he's asking. This seems mamish ridiculous. I'm taking a carbon that I already designated and I want to use it on a future Avera B'Shoigig. How does that work? You're telling me I don't have to have an awareness, so maybe even, even after I'm Mafresh a carbon, it should also work. What are you talking about? What's the comparison? I'm talking about over here where he had knowledge. And you're talking about the step further, hafrasha, designating carbon. Designating carbon puts a stop to everything. It starts all over designating. Just like you're masking to me, once I do a kapara, I shech the animal, I do the zrika, whatever, I have a kapara. Obviously, I can't use a, a, an animal I shechted five days ago for an avera I did today. So too, once I designate a carbon, it's all over. Designation, kapara, should be the same thing like we learned yesterday. Designating is very strong. By the way, welcome. It's Matzah Shabbos. There's a lot of uh, Americans on 
A lot of people from Chutz Laaretz, so welcome. I don't know if Shlomi Klein is on, but usually he's on Motzi Shabbos. I see Eli Deichman, but he's on every day anyway. All right. Maybe I'll take a look real quickly, if you don't mind. I shouldn't be rude. Hmm. Feel better. Oh, Shlomi Klein is on. He's waving. Ezra Abrams from, South, from, from Australia. That's always a big one, because I don't know what time zone it is over there, but it's crazy. Oh, we have a huge guest here. Noam Fix. Givaldik. Wow. Unbelievable. Because Noam, I was thinking about you. Last night, you should have been on. You should have seen the charts. That was a, you understood last night, Sugi, by yourself. Come on, Noam. You needed this year. You know it. And it's not Matsushima. You're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We already decided that during COVID, you're going to be on this year. I missed you. All right, who's this big uh, tzaddik over here? TYS. I don't know what that is, but we're going to go weiter. Oh, he's giving me a shtickle shmeichel. I like that. Right? We'll talk later in Yiddish. And uh, Levi Friedman is on. Ooh, that's always a good thing. Weiter, somebody find out for me what TYS is, and we'll go weiter. And Eli Kamiansky is wearing a red bandana today. Great. Is David Kornbluth on? Because yesterday he, he Zoom bombed everybody, and that was not so good. All right. Mordechai Aaron is also from Sydney. He's on. Mordechai Aaron from Sydney. Givaldik. All right. What? And then we have Moshe Apter from Toronto. He's on. Beautiful. Moshe Apter, the tzaddik. I say that a lot of people from Chutzlar. It's beautiful. So let's go weiter. It's a very gishmaki sugi. I'm serious. We have some unbelievable stuff coming up. We're going to talk about Purim. We're going to talk about Misasik and Chavez. Great stuff. Ellie. Yes. Center YouTube. It's not centered. Oh. The camera. Hmm. You mean it's not centered on me or it's, it's tilted? Apparently not centered on you, says Yosef. How about now? Where's Yosef? Better? Okay. Hopefully, hopefully it's better. Zog Gemara. Omar Lei, Maisa Delachaf, Rosh Hashanah, you're talking about, you want to do an Avera after you designated a carbon? Of course that doesn't work. Maisa Delachaf, Rosh Hashanah, No. So, just remember this line of Rav Amnuna, that once I designate a carbon, then everything starts all over again. I can't use my carbon, I can use my carbon, one carbon for five Be'ilois, if I only have Yidiyah, I have knowledge. But once I go to Hafrosh, or once I go to designation, that's a whole different story, then the clock, then the whole thing starts all over again, and I have to bring a new carbon. Now, by the way, we're going to have a whole... Chazar on the sugya, a, a nice sikum, a nice synopsis on the sugya, and just a few lines when we finish the at the end of the amen. Kiyasa Rav Dimi Omar, Leman Omar Asham Vadei Bayidiyah Betchila Suri Bakiva, who argues in Ritarfen, and says no, Asham is just like a chatos, and I need to have an awareness. I need to know in between. So if I have an awareness, an awareness, in other words, Rebakiva says I cannot bring my Asham Tali today. And make a tenai, a stipulation that if I find out that I was over an iser, this Asham Tali will work. I have to bring a completely another carbon, a second carbon. In other words, Rabbi Kiva holds, I have to have a yidiyah. I have to know what's going on. I have to have knowledge when I bring my carbon. So if I have to have yidiyah, that means the yidiyah works. And if the yidiyah works, then every time it works, I have to bring another carbon. So if that person was boil a shivcha harufa five times, but each time he had a yidiyah, the yidiyah works and it separates. So this person has to bring five karbanas. Then you'd be What are you talking about? How how can you say it's so posh that it's that's the kula alma? Last night when we learned the sugya and everybody was into it, you wouldn't believe it, no. And I'm not kidding. Last night we had a hundred people on Zoom, literally a hundred. By the time the shear was over. I thought I was going to look down, and I thought there's going to be 50 people left because we were flying from a, a, a one and a half kazesim together with another half, and the idea. And then, by the way, um, what's his name? Lauren asked me a very good question, just to, but I saw that he was paying attention. People were paying attention. The idea on the one and a half kazesim, by the way, was only on the one kazais, not on the one and a half kazais. He ate them one and a half together. And I saw people's eyes were like this, but Lamai said the Eilam stayed throughout the whole thing. It was unbelievable. Fine. I spent the rest of the night. I spent the rest of the night trying to put the half olive together with the full olive and trying to 
try to match it perfectly. Why? But it doesn't go together. That's the whole sugi. It doesn't go together. That's why you cannot, even if you try, it won't go together. Anyway, Vaiter, don't, we're not going to go backwards. Backwards, we said, is always usher. So, obviously, you need a knowledge. And if you have knowledge in between, it breaks it up, doesn't break it up. We had a whole shayla. Before the designation, is that when it breaks it up? After the designation, when, the, when does it become separate? According to Rish Lakish, Yediya is not mechalik by echatos. According to Rish Lakish, one carbon. What was, the, what was the situation last night? Yesterday's daf. If a person eats two kezaisim of chaylev, one kezais and another kezais, typically one carbon would patter both. But what happened was he had a knowledge in between the two. Does that break it up? Yes or no? Rish Lakish says it does not break it up. And I bring one carbon for both. Rabbi Yochan says it does break it up. But at least according to Rish Lakish, Yediya, just knowledge, doesn't break it up. Even by a chatos. So why are you telling me that by a asham, knowledge breaks it up? As if everybody's masking to that. It's not true. Rish Lakish holds that knowledge doesn't break it up. Ishtik. He was quiet. L'chayr, you see from the end of the Gemara, when you first read it, Ishtik means he had nothing to answer. He was dumbfounded. Wow. But if you see from the end of the Gemara, the reason why he was quiet is because he thought the question didn't, didn't even start. That's why Ishtik. So... He did one of these things when I was younger. My father used to do this to me all the time. Maybe what you mean to ask, yeah, yeah, that's what you meant, Eliyahu. You, you probably meant to ask this. Okay, so he says, he, he tells him, he explains to him. But that was really what he asked. Remember, Rav Amnuna? I told you to remember, Rav Amnuna. Once you designate the carbon, yes. Everything starts all over again. I have to bring another carbon for my next, my next action. Because it's all over. Once I designate a carbon for action number one, I can't tie into that carbon other actions. It's done. It's over. It's as if I shechted it. Everybody agrees. Once I slaughter the animal, I shech the animal, and I eat the animal, I can't do another aver and say, oh, but six weeks ago I brought a carbon, it should work. No, it starts all over once I shecht. So when I designate, it's like shechting. Right? Anybody that learned Kachim knows what I'm talking about. He says, yes, that's exactly what I was asking. That's exactly what I was saying. In other words, once I'm afresh, then everything starts over again. Now, just to recap this whole sugya in, well, it's almost the same amount of words, because you look, it's, it's half Ahmed. But it gives a very clear understanding of what's going on here. He says like this, Everybody agrees. Who's everybody? Who argue? That if there's a knowledge in between two chatois, if there's a chaylev and a chaylev, and I had a knowledge in between them, according to Rabbi Yochanan, that separates the two, I have to bring two korbanas. According to Rosh Lakish, that does not separate it. So according to everybody, b'shivcha charufa, which is an asham, everybody, so we'll see in a second. Akon moedim shivcha charufa. Ve'akon moedim shivcha charufa. U'machlegiz b'shivcha charufa. In other words, there's two cases that everybody uh, agrees on, and there's one case that will be a machlegiz. And he explains... Ula's case, that according to Rebbe Tarifun, that it says that you don't need knowledge. So if you don't need knowledge, and a person was over five times with knowledge, but since I don't need knowledge, so the knowledge doesn't accomplish anything, so the five Be'ilois are all together in one, and I can be Yaitza with one carbon. And there's a case, where I'm chayiv on each and every act. Rav Amnuna. Rav Amnuna said that once I designate the carbon, and then I do another act, I need to bring another carbon on the second act. Because I cannot tie in the second act to the first act, because designating carbon is a full stop. And there's a machloikis in shivcha harufa, between Rabbi Yochanan Shlokesh. According to Rabbi Kiva, that says that when it comes to Nasham, I do need to have knowledge. Knowledge does accomplish something. So now I have a machlaikis. According to Rabbi Yochanan, Yidia is mechalik, and I have to bring two karbanas. According to Rishlakish, Yidia is not mechalik, so I only bring one. So, in other words, it's like a chatos. 
Just like by Chathas, we had the same exact question. Is Yedim Mechalik? Not Mechalik. So by Yosham, is Yedim Mechalik? Not Mechalik. That's Mechalik. Alright, we're done. Finished. Brand new sugi, for real. Brand new. New topic. Great stuff. Could apply basically to everyone every day, every Shabbos. You agree with me, Rabbi Isai, that if I'm walking to Shul and I step on a bunch of ants on the way to Shul, everybody agrees what? Am I chayiv, not chayiv? Not chayiv at all. Otherwise I wouldn't walk to Shul. I don't have to bring a carbon. Why is that not called a shaygig? I killed an ant b'shaygig. Why is it not a shaygig? Because that's what we call a misasik. He's preoccupied. He's not even thinking about killing the ant. It's not like he thought the ant is dead and he stepped on it. That's a shaygig. I thought, I see the ant, I, I want to step on it because I think it's dead, but it happens to be alive, so, oh, I killed something that I thought was dead. Over here, he's just walking. The guy that's walking to Shul and steps on something, he's not Okay, therefore, If a person, says Rashi, interesting case, not, doesn't fit so well into the words, Tosis doesn't like it so much, Rashi says, a person has a knife on the ground. And his, his uh, intent was to lift up the knife, just to bring it to himself. But he lifted up the knife and by mistake he cut a branch. He cut a fruit off the ground. That's like stepping on an ant. That's a misasik. So everybody agrees, Niskaven like biasatolosh. He wanted to lift up a knife. Vichotach zemechubar, potter. Toysis is medayik from Rashi. What if he was mechaven? He was mechaven for another branch. He thought the branch is not attached, but it was attached. What's that halacha then? Over here he's just trying to lift up a knife. He didn't want a branch. He didn't want to cut at all. He didn't want to cut at all, so then you can't be mechaven on anything. But what if he wanted to cut a branch that's already cut? But it turns out the branch wasn't cut. It seems like from Rashi, he would be chayiv. And Tosh has asked many questions on that. You see, that's not the case. What if a person th- throws a baseball eight feet, but it ended up going 16 feet? He's potter. So you see that you have to have a pure intent. Okay. That's why Taisa says the whole shot is that he was mechaven to, to, to lift up a fruit that's detached, not a knife, a fruit that's detached, and he by mistake cut off a fruit that was attached. But let's learn like Rashi, like we always do. He tried to lift up a knife, and without his knowledge, it happens all the time, he lifts something up, and with, uh, by mistake he cut something. He was over on Ktsira on Shabbos. By mistake, complete misasik, potter. There's no machlaikas over here. That's considered preoccupied. If he was trying to cut the talosh, and he, and he, oh sorry, so Tysus is saying it in this case. Forget about what I said before. Forget, scratch, scratch. Much of Sabbath learning. He was trying to cut a fruit that was, that was disconnected. So according to Rashi, it's two fruits. One is over here. He was trying to cut an apple that's over here, but it's disconnected. And what happened was, he cut an apple, a second apple. He's trying to cut a red one. And he actually ended up cutting a green one. The two separate apples. According to Taisvis, it's the same apple, just he thought that it's connected, it's disconnected and it's connected. Right, let's go according to Rashi. So he's cutting a talush. He thought that he's cutting an apple that's completely disconnected. But he ended up cutting another fruit that's connected. Rava Omar Potter. That's considered omisasik. Abay omachayev. Rava says he wasn't trying to cut something that was mechuber. He wasn't trying to do an isr. Abay says chayev. Rava omar potter why the holy niskaven chaticha diisura. It's an interesting play on words. A lot of times we use the lashon chaticha diisura, meaning like a piece of chaylev is a chaticha diisura. Over here it means the cutting, the literal cutting of isr. He wasn't trying to cut and and do ktsira and reap a fruit. He was trying to cut something that was already cut. Like we do every Shabbos, we cut apples in half. You're allowed to do that. Abai says no. He's chayev because at the end of the day, he wanted to cut. 
it happens to be he didn't think that it was attached, but he was trying to cut. Just like if you step on an ant, you wanted to step on the ant, you just thought that he's, alive, he's dead, but he happens to be alive. That might be a nisr. Omar Allah, how do I know this? The Sanyo, Choymer Shabbos Mishar Mitzvahis, the Choymer Shar Mitzvahis Mishabos. So now we're going to take this all the way down to the bottom, basically, to understand this line. What does it mean that Shabbos is more stringent than other mitzvahs? And sometimes other mitzvahs are more stringent than Shabbos. What does it mean? So let's analyze it. Let's understand. We're going to go through a few attempts and fail until we get to our attempt, the final one. Choymer Shabbos Mishar Mitzvahis. And we're going to explain what this means. Maybe it means, hold on. If on Shabbos he does two Averis, two Malachas, let's call it Ketir and Tchina, the Gemara is going to explain it specifically. He does two Averis in one awareness, he's Chayev two. We'll explain. Masha'enkein, Shar Mitzvahs. So let's say eight chaylev, two pieces, and one awareness, he's not chayv. The Gemara is going to explain. And how, how's the reverse? How are all mitzvahs more stringent than Shabbos? In all the other mitzvahs, if he did a shagig without intent, he's chayv. On Shabbos, you have to know what you're doing. We'll explain. So yesterday's example, a person is doing reaping and grinding. You're not allowed to reap wheat, you're not allowed to take fruit off a tree, you're not allowed to grind on Shabbos. Two separate melachas. He did these two separate melachas. And we're saying he's chayef too. And you would have to do two separate Averis too. So it would be, like we, even the, the, the example we gave last night, same today, two Isurim of eating. Wait a minute, then there's no difference between Shabbos and everything else. If I'm Chayev two by Shabbos, I'm Chayev two by Chayev and Dam. If it, the case is that it's two separate Averis, then you're Chayev two in both examples. Okay, next. So, if it's talking about that he ate one type, it's not chaylev and dam. He ate two pieces of chaylev. And I'm chaylev what? One. We said in chaylev, if it's in one awareness, you eat two pieces of chaylev in one awareness, you chaylev one. No. And if I compare that to Shabbos, same thing. If I do ktsira and ktsira, Yesterday we had it much worse. He did the tzira, forgetting that it's Shabbos, and then he did tzira, forgetting that the Malach is also, it's still considered one. You bring one carbon for both. I don't want to confuse you, but in just a regular case of Shabbos, tzira, and he paused for five minutes, did the tzira again, one carbon. So it can't be that. So the Gemara comes up with a new attempt. So what's the difference between Shabbos and all the mitzvahs? It's not all the mitzvahs, Rabbi Yisai, says the Gemara. But the Gemara goes away from this. But at least for the Havamin, it's not all the mitzvahs. It doesn't mean all the other Averas. It's talking about one Avera called Avaydazara. It's a little bit of a doicha because it's called Shar Mitzvahs. It doesn't say mitzvahs, Shar. All the other mitzvahs, it sounds like. Okay. So in fact, by Shabbos, he did two separate Averas. And what are we referring to? Avaydazara. Zibach, Vikiter, Venisach, Baloma Achas. If a person did three types of Avodah Zara, he shechted an animal for Avodah Zara, he, he brought an animal onto his back for Avodah Zara, and he poured wine for the Avodah Zara. He did three completely different Avodah Zaras, but they were all in one awareness, according to Rabbi and Yichai Velachas. Whereas on Shabbos, if he did Ktsiro and Tchino, and he forgot that these malachas are asr, he would have to bring two karbanas. So now the Gemara tells us like this, I'll just tell you about Peh real quickly. If a person doesn't know that this is Avedah Zara, right? Or, sorry, this is not Avedah Zara. Let's start with the first. He, this is not Avedah Zara. 
This is 100% not of a desire. And he bowed down to it. Chayev or potter? Potter. It is not of a desire. Now, what about if he thought that this is not of a desire, but he bowed down to it? He thought he's bound down to a Tasefa Taira. But it happens to be that there's a, a getchka inside. Chayev or potter? Potter. And the third case, which is also potter, what if somebody bowed down to this? This is 100% of a desire, but he bowed down to it because he feared for his life. Potter. So in these three cases, he's potter. So now the Gemara goes through it all. What's the case? Aim a seifa. So let's, you tell, you tell me you're talking about Shar Mitzvah is referring to Abed Azar. Aim a seifa. Let's analyze this. Chaymer Bishar Mitzvah is. What's the stringency, the stringency of Avedizara? Shibishar Mitzvah, Shoga, Gubalim, Skaven, Chayov. Whoa! It says in the Seifa that if you do something, Bishoigig, you are Chayev. Uh, time out, that's not true. By Avedizara, it's not true. Mashaigim, Bishavas. Hey, Shoga, Gubalim, Skaven, Davidizara, Echidami. What does it mean? Now, just right off the bat, Rashi points out here, you can't talk about that he didn't know that Avedizara is Asr. Because then, then, then it wouldn't be below miskaven. Below miskaven means I know that Avodah Zarah is Asr, but I, right now I don't have intent. So what's the case? He thought he's in a shoal. At the end of the day, his heart was in the right place. So that's not Avodah Zarah. If I think I'm in a shoal and I'm bowing to the Aron Kodesh, what happens to be Avodah Zarah? Not a problem. So he sees a statue. He sees a statue. Let's say he's in uh, Washington, D.C., and he sees Lincoln. He sees Lincoln. And he bows down to Lincoln. Also a motor. Well, depends. If he says Lincoln is my Rebbeinu Shalom Chasr So why is that not a regular Avedizara? That's amazing. We're not, that's not the case that we're talking about. We're talking about Shoigig. Bowing to Lincoln is nothing if it's not Avedizar, it's Shtusim. We have to say a third case. He loves a certain person, a certain individual. I mean, let's say he wants to, it happened to Klai Yisrael. The guy fooled them. They said, You want our daughters? Do Avedizar. So out of love. So they went and the Pa'ar, the whole thing, they did Avedizar out of love. Because they want to be with these women. Okay? That, that, that you, you're not allowed to do it, of course. But if you do it, Potter. Tysus points out right away. What's Miyira? I fear for my life. Somebody put a gun to my head, I did have a desire. Potter. Wait a minute. Tysus asks Akasha. Everybody knows, every kid in Cheder knows that if somebody po- points a gun to your head and says, do have a desire, you have to give up your life. Says Tysus, you're right. You have to give up your life. But he didn't. Now what? He didn't. What carbon does he bring? Zero. He should have given up his life. You have to be moist and but he didn't. So right now, he doesn't bring a carbon. According to Abayi, that says, Okay. According to Rav, it says that if you didn't, you didn't do the halacha, you didn't give up your life. You still potter. Over here, so according to Rava, what are we going to do? He thinks that it's mutter. Okay. So maybe we could stop here, but look in Taisis real quickly. We have to see this Taisis. very important for Purim. Taisis Dibur Maskil Rava Omar Potter. Big giant Taisis. And Taisis all the way at the end says, Vim Taimar. If Mordechai was fearful for his life, this is the famous Tysus, right? I think a lot of people know this Tysus when, we, when we're talking about Purim. How come Mordechai Tzadik didn't bow down to Haman? He's, he's fear, he feared for his life. He should be potter. Says Tysus that Haman, in addition to the fearing of his life, he had Avedizara on his chest. Like a lot of Goyim have a cross, whatever, Avedizara. He, he didn't want to bow, not to Haman. He wasn't concerned about Haman. Haman might have been, he could have gotten away with it. Ha, but the Tzurais is the problem. 
David Zor that he had. Void Mishum Kiddush Hashem. Maybe he wasn't Chayev, but he should have been Mekadosh. He wanted to be Mekadosh Hashem. They gave them water. Papas and Lilinus, famous story. They, they anyways gave up their life to save Chayisrael. They, they took the blame on killing the, the king's daughter. But anyway, it says that they gave them a cup with Avedizar on it. And you're allowed to drink from such a cup. They decided they're going to give up their life. Even though you're allowed to drink from such a cup. So Mordechai also wanted to be Mekadosh Shem Shomayim. Let me just see if we should go weiter now because it's in the middle of a sugya. Ela boy memotem hashem b'shabes the potel legamri akol leboy minei rova merav nachman elo lichiyuve chada. Ask the Gemara, at the end of the day, Rava only asked Rav Nachman, he took it for granted, you have at least one chatos. He said, are you have one or two? But to say that he's potter completely not. The Zara were saying that you're potter completely. If you're doing it, but Rava understood that you at least have one. What's going on here? So in other words, it cannot be Avedi Zara. So the Gemara is going to go away from Avedi Zara. Avedi Zara just said, if it's Beshoige, you potter completely. You don't bring one. And Rava was asking, do you bring one or two? But one, of course, you chayev. El Rav, Reisho Avedi Zara, Vesefa Beshar Mitzvahs. So I guess we'll see the sugi tomorrow, unfortunately. We'll just continue tomorrow over here. So the Gemara just says that we have to split it up. Yes, the first part is talking about Avedi Zara, but the second part... The asking me all these questions is referring to the other mitzvahs. Have a wonderful day. See you tomorrow at 7.15. Noam Tehillim. Mati, you should have a lot of atzlacha. It's coming out at the right time. No, this is what the this is what the world needs. Imagine if with a cell phone you could see whether or not somebody has corona. That's basically it, right? Wow. Arav Tzviki Shor, where are you from? You can unmute yourself if you want. If not, you don't have to. You don't have to. Ah, Yerushalayim. Ah, very nice. Welcome, welcome. A new face. I don't, I don't recognize it. You might have been here, but I, I never saw you. So welcome. What? In Stalin, Carolyn Stalin. I was not there for a very long time. I forgot how many months. I don't know, six, seven, who knows. I used to go from yeshiva to yeshiva. My father would say, this is good for you. This is not. So we were talking about Rabbi Pilchik. You remember Rabbi Pilchik? He was in Carolyn Stalin? You remember him? The one that used to wear masks. I don't know. He, he was in Darchi Torah in Farakway, but I remember him in, in Carolyn Stolen also. I remember he was a Rebbe there. I think it was him. Noam, is that you feeding him what to say? <laughs> During Shir, like, ask Ellie about the Hell of Dover, because he's busy on texting and WhatsApping. Yeah.
Uh, Yeshua, Yeshua, first of all, what Masechta are we in? We're, we're, I, saw you, I saw you texting something about that the, the art scroll is about to be over. I saw, I saw it popped up on the screen in the middle. So you know what Masechta we're in. Great. All right. Yishkoyach to you. Yishkoyach everybody. Who's this? Rabbi Waxman? Yeah. Oh, I'm saying Kaddish anyways. I have somebody else that I'm saying Kaddish for. But it's okay, fine. You say Kaddish. You're the one that has to say Kaddish. Razi Shoshana Bas Mordechai Tzvi Koyen. I have to say Kaddish for this person also. Yes. Uh, it, it, a few people are talking. I don't hear. Yes. I have no idea. I knew him when I was five years old. I was in Darchi Torah. After lunch, he used to put on a mask and come in and scare the kids. And then, I mean, I wasn't scared. It was Gishmak. It was great. And that's it. Every day, every day. And then I saw him in Carolyn Stalin. I think he was in Carolyn Stalin also. Oh. Brothers, we used to come to collect from America in South Africa. So Tzviki Shor is saying yes, yes, they are the same. It's the, it's the ones. When did he have time to do that? Did he wear uh, masks in South Africa also? Tzviki, I'll just explain to you. You're talking to Rabbi Bernard David. He's the, he's the head of the Chabura. There's a Chabura, a bunch of guys that sit in Manchester and they, they learn the daf with us. So he's, he, he runs that group. That's who you're talking to. You're talking to a person in Manchester now. But I guess he used to be from South Africa, Rabbi Bernard David. Really? Leon Welcher, wow. Leon Welcher and I know each other really well. I didn't know that. I also know Leon Welcher. I put them together in school. You know what I found out the other day? That Rabbi David's son and I were at H together. Really? Yeah. Leiby? Not Leiby. Oh. What if I used to work in the office in H? Ah. Leiby listens to the daf every day. I think he's the only person in the world that listens to this Zoom share on a telephone because he doesn't have internet. So every single day, he... Uh, hey, do, do you know, Rabbi David, did Leiby take the test on 120 daf on Friday? I, th- I think he did, but he doesn't say. 120 daf. <laughs> the whole brachas and, and uh, a bunch of Shabbos, 60 daf into Shabbos. It's amazing. Yeah, we're part of a Chabura that takes these tests. What? Okay. No, the oilum likes when I leave it on a little bit. Okay. Turning off YouTube.